Hey friend, welcome to the Planter Podcast. Refocus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Planter Podcast. What is up, beautiful people? It is your girl, Damio Shodi, and I am so thrilled that you decided to listen to the podcast today. I just want to give a huge shout out to you for listening to the show. So I have one or two announcements to make. First announcement is I'm super excited to announce the first the planter prayer challenge. Yes, we're having a prayer challenge. So on Instagram live for the week, October 23rd through the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be getting on Instagram live with you guys and we're going to pray for five minutes. So we're going to pray about our purpose. We're going to pray about um, having the heart of the Lord and really getting to know God for ourselves. So we're going to be focusing on those areas. So it's a challenge between you and I. We're going to get on, we're going to pray together, and we're going to believe that God is going to do something amazing. I'm also going to supply scripture to kind of enhance the experience. Um, If you sign up to subscribe or if you be a part of the planter family by subscribing, you can get the scripture associated with the prayer points that we'll be doing for the individual days. But all of this will be on the Instagram. So if you are not following the plant on the Instagram, please go ahead. It is at the planter. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. So you can holla at me on there and I will see you all on Instagram live. Second thing is, I just want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to my girl, Jumoke Ayoajayigaga. Jumoke on YouTube, y'all should really check her out. She has an amazing channel that focuses on natural hair and faith. So she has her Faith Wednesdays and then she has her natural hair videos. So if you're trying to get your hair right, if you're trying to get your faith game up, hit up her youtube channel and i will link it below so you can find it and show her some love guys so yeah just wanted to give those quick announcements thank you so much for tuning in i promise you that this podcast is really going to just get you all fueled up you know what i'm saying like just get you ready to start whatever it is that you know that god is calling you to do but also steward what you are called to do at this time too So thank you so much for listening, guys. Hey, everybody. You're here listening to the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. So this episode is going to be a part of the series, Thou Shall Create, which I invite creatives from all over to discuss their journey to their passion, as well as maintaining a relationship with Christ. So it's showcasing that talent is not just limited to the four walls of the church, but can be exercised in ways we can't even limit. So we're going to be diving into the topic today of the importance of investing in your craft so you can be the best in your field. And I have an amazing guest that I am so excited to introduce to you guys. And her name is Tayana Robinson. Hey, (laughs) thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It is a pleasure to have you. Oh, I'm excited to get into what we're going to talk about today. And in fact, let me put on my lip gloss real quick. Okay, Get girl. my lips together so you can get into it. <laughs> okay. All I'm right. ready. All right. 
<laughs> so please, can you do you mind introducing yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Tiana Robinson. I am a, uh, a, a professional makeup artist based in Washington, D.C. Um, I do this full time, so I get to paint beautiful faces um, as a part of what I do. But I also am stepping into a new phase of my career where I'm helping um, other beauty professionals, other makeup artists, um, to find their own voice within the beauty industry and build amazing businesses that are uh, profitable, sustainable, and lots of fun. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Girl, you yeah. forgot one of the most important parts. You were voted the number one makeup artist in yes. DC, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that. But yes, that was a huge honor yes. um, for 20, 2017 that I was voted best makeup artist. So, yeah. I see why and you're gonna help <laughs> us walk through like how in the world did you get there so please. oh my goodness it was a roller coaster yeah <laughs> yeah your story is really interesting super interesting oh my goodness so please just kind of guide us through how did you get to this point uh lots of ups and lots of downs and when I tell you downs I mean down so um growing up well first of all I was uh, I am the child of, you know, a teen mom who had me very, very young, um, but always grew up in a family that was, my family was a village. I mean, um, I had grandparents and aunts and uncles who, uh, and my church family, oh my God, my church family who poured into me and really kind of enveloped me with love and support and just let my star <laughs> just kind of shine as I was growing up. But my parents were so clear, like, girl, we didn't go to college, but you're going to college. And there was not really too much of a choice in that. So I always loved makeup. It's always been a part of my life. I wore makeup way too young. Um, and my mom was like, ah! But my dad was like, listen. <laughs> my dad's a police officer, and he, and he worked in um, high school. And he was like, listen, as long as she's not in these streets acting crazy, you know, right. doing whatever, she can paint her face like a clown for all I care. <laughs> so um, I won that fight. But um, so anyway, I ended up going to school uh, at the University of New Mexico um, on a full scholarship. And I thought I wanted to be a cosmetic chemist at first because I was like, listen, if I can't be a makeup artist, maybe I can actually make makeup. But what I didn't understand at that time was, when you are a D1 athlete and you are on scholarship, it is a job. And I just could not keep up with the, you know, the coursework for a chemistry major, which was really rigorous, plus the rigorous schedule of a D1 athlete. So I ended up shifting my focus to pre-law because like, oh, yeah, I'll be an attorney. That sounds, you know, sexy for my parents to say their daughter's a lawyer. So I um, was pre-law in undergrad. And as I got closer and closer to graduation and I was getting jobs that were in the legal industry, um, in my, you know, in my spare time. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I really, um, right before graduation had, you know, a moment where I was like, okay, do I want to go to law school and put myself in potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt for something that I'm not really all that passionate about? Um, so I made the decision that I was not going to go to law school and I was going to figure out how I could do something in the beauty industry. So I ended up, I remember calling my mom and being like, mom, <laughs> you might want to sit down. 
And I'm like, I'm not going to law school. And much to my surprise, I thought she was going to freak out. But she was like, okay, great. Well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. But I'm so glad you got mad at me. So um, I feel like that was the first time that I, I really listened to that inner voice that, you know, was trying to guide me um, through my life and my, you know, my life decisions. Well, around that time, I was really into, you know, like hair care forums and beauty forums. This was before even Facebook was like really, really popping like that. Like it was around, but it wasn't like it is today. Um, so there were lots of forums where you would go on and post, you know, questions and comments. And that's how people would find community with each other. And in one of these hair forums, there was a woman who was develop developing a hair extensions brand. And I was a tester for that brand. And it was a great experience. The hair was amazing. This was before Brazilian bundles were really a thing. And um, I remember that she had just launched her company. And I was like, well, maybe I can just, you know, work for her, maybe answer emails, whatever. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I ended up reaching out to her and she was like, I really need someone that's here with me in Denver. Thank you. You're amazing. But it's just not a good fit at this time. So I'm like, ugh, because I kind of had my heart set on, we're, you know, doing that. Because when I focus on something, I'm like, I'm going to get it. And I didn't get it. So I kind of forgot about it for a few months. And randomly, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, just like, Something happened. I, I just got up and like a, a voice told me to look at your email. And I looked at my email and there was a message from her and it was a one liner. And it literally said, what do I have to do to get you to Denver? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm there. <laughs> so I literally packed all my stuff in my little Honda Civic. I've got a little U-Haul, hitched, hitched it to my Honda Civic. And drove um, from Albuquerque to Denver, literally had nowhere to stay, wow. um, quit my job that day, I, like stepping out on faith times a thousand, right? Yeah. And I was like, girl, I'll just, I'll sleep on your couch, I'll do whatever. I just really felt like that was the right move. Um, and so moved to Denver, was working with her and this company, I was, you know, managing her studio, doing client service for her, basically anything that she couldn't do, I was doing for this company. Well, the company started blowing up. We were featured in Essence Magazine, uh, one of the first black-owned hair company, hair extensions companies in the world. So it was kind of a big deal. And she was flying back and forth from Asia to Denver, and I was holding it down while she was gone. Well, a few months after I was working with her, she came to the office. She was like, listen, we have to move everything to... Um, we were in Cambodia. We have to move everything in Cambodia. Like, I, it's no longer sustainable for, for us to have two offices. We need to be in one place so we can really scale this business. I had only been working with this lady for three months at that time um, and was faced with the, uh, basically the ultimatic, ultimatum, moved to Cambodia or I'm out of a job <laughs> again. Oh, my gosh. So, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be in Cambodia. <laughs> so oh I gosh. ended up, yes, girl. And I do. I was like, my mom was like, where is Cambodia? <laughs> so I got rid of everything wow. that could not fit into two. You, you can only take two bags for free when you're flying. Into, if you couldn't fit in two bags, I got rid of it. And I moved to Cambodia. And I ended up like, girl, I was like, peace out. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And I have to say, it just felt right. And I, mm -hmm. I always, I always listen to my inner compass, which of course, this is a God centered podcast. 
it's that voice of God speaking in you and through you. And when you hear that message that feels right, I just submit to that and I just listen. And that's always kind of guided me through that light. I have to say, though, I am blessed in that I and I, I totally tie this to my family, my upbringing, the support that I continually got through my life that really um, built up that muscle that allowed me to have the confidence in myself and the confidence in the faith that no matter what I did, if it felt right and it felt like it was coming from that place, then it was right. I don't believe that there are any mistakes. There, there, you can certainly learn a lesson. But anyway, that's a tangent. So I'm in <laughs> Cambodia. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in Cambodia working at this company and it was a moment that completely changed my life. I learned so much about what it meant to be an entrepreneur, what it meant to run a business, um, how to be a leader, how to communicate clearly. Because the thing about Cambodia is it's a third world country. It's um, not con- it's not very connected to um, the Western world. So there weren't very many English speakers in the entire country. And so we had to, well, I had to learn how to communicate with my staff without relying on language. So it was, it, it, it forced me to get really creative. We did have an interpreter, but she was for the entire company. So if I needed to communicate something with my team and she wasn't immediately available, like we just didn't have time. We had to figure it out. So taught me how to create systems, how to communicate without um, relying on, I mean, I just learned so much. And when you are an entrepreneur and especially when you are, um, trailblazing in an industry, there is no guidebook. You have to, you have to figure it out. And so I learned in that chapter of my life, how to figure it out, no excuses, how to look like a million bucks, even when it's two girls wearing t-shirts behind computers, (laughs) how to make your brands look amazing. Um, and it was in that moment that I was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't know exactly what my business will be, but this is it. I'm going to own my own company. So I ended up being there for two years and at the end of my two years, I moved back to the States, still working with the same company. Um, we figured something out where I could manage social media, client service, like do a lot of what I was doing, but do it remotely from the States. Girl, I got back to America, had, you know, got this amazing apartment, um, spent all my money trying to furnish it and buying all, buying back all the stuff that I had gotten rid of, like clothes and, you know, essentials and all that stuff. So pretty much wiped out my savings that I had built up over the couple years that I was in Cambodia. And I kid you not, two to three weeks after I got back to the States and was getting settled, I get a phone call from the owner of the company who was my mentor at the time. She's like, listen, my, my business partner basically uh, embezzled like all of the money (laughs) out of the business account. And not only that, um, took a majority of the stock of hair that we had. So not only did we not have money, well, it had been happening because she was off like collecting hair. So she wasn't as present, you know, it it was crazy. So it had been happening over a few months, but by the time she got back to, you know, really diagnose what happened, it was like, it was too late. Wow. So, um, basically what happened was she was like, listen, I have enough money in my personal account to pay you and staff for this month. And after that, I don't know, like I have to figure this out. So basically I was out of a job, um, at no money. And in this brand new apartment that I had just committed to for a year, it was expensive because it was like in the center of town. I was like going to do it big. And I'm like, Oh crap. What am I going to do? 
long story short, because I want to wrap this up, because um, I'm sure we have a lot more to get into, um, but it's important that we lay this context. Um, I ended up moving back. I got someone to um, get into my apartment, and I ended up moving back home with my parents. And for me, the college grad, the girl that had done everything right and stepped out on faith and did the thing that I thought that I was supposed to do to have this quote unquote failure um, where I didn't have a job. I was broke as a joke. Um, no car. Couldn't get a job because this was right around the time that the economy was tanking. So like no one was no one was checking for you, girl. I was in such a bad place because I was embarrassed um, and self-inflicted embarrassment, but I felt like I had let everyone down. You know, all the things that you tell yourself when things don't go your way, I, that was the story that I was telling myself. And I got to a point where I was like, well, what is, what's the point of all this? Because if you can do all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to do and still fail, what is the point? Right? So I was in this really low, low moment in my life. Um, sulking every day and I had a boyfriend at the time and he lived in DC I was back in New Jersey I'm from New Jersey if I didn't mention that earlier so he's like listen I am so tired of hearing you tell this story about what was me and complaining every day why don't you move to DC see if you can get a government job and plus we won't be in a long distance relationship anymore so I'm like okay so I moved to DC and still couldn't get a job but we were out at a happy hour one day and um, he introduced me to a, one of my sorority sisters. I'm a Delta, Delta Sigma Theta. And she was like, oh, my God, I always see you on Instagram. I love the way you do your makeup on yourself. Can you do my makeup for an event? And I'm like, um, at first I said no. But then I was like, girl, I have nothing to lose. Yeah, I'll do your makeup. And I ended up doing her makeup and loved it. That was my aha moment. I was like, this, this is it. I'm going to do makeup. And um, a few weeks later, one of my favorite makeup artists that I had been stalking on Instagram announced that he was having a class in D.C. So, of course, I had to go. I stripped off all my little pennies and went to this class. And I saw him standing at the front of that classroom, living his life successfully as a makeup artist, working with celebrities, doing all the things, just being fabulous, doing all the things that I, you know, aspire to do. And it was in that moment that everything clicked. And I was like, wow. One day, that's going to be me. And three years later, that is me. So I'm a makeup artist. I do it full time. I have my own makeup studio right outside of D.C. And um, now I'm the person that stands at the front of the room inspiring other makeup artists to fully step into um, their vision for you know how they want their career as a makeup artist to look. So that's my story in a nutshell. Lays the foundation of all the leaps that I took <laughs> to get here. Um, but yeah. That's me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Girl, your story is just like, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you could have felt like coming back. That's how I was like two to three weeks. Like you just came back to the U.S. Yeah, like I didn't and even then, get comfortable yet. Wow. <laughs> and then to see where you are now. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah. No, I'm thank so you. For hearing it. And I'm yeah. sure everybody else is like, what? <laughs> I don't know for me it kind of just shows like it's not a straight path like getting oh to God, where you yeah. want to get to is just really not a straight path and it doesn't mean that God is not in the midst of it because I'm sure there were so many moments you were like oh my goodness like God where are you I thought you told hello. me to do this I thought you you yes. know tapping the mic like hello a hundred percent 
But mm-hmm. in retrospect, I have to say, I am so grateful for the contrast. So I needed, I needed, I needed, I needed the, the pain of that low point because did I, had I not felt uncomfortable and frustrated and all the things, I would not have said yes to doing that woman's makeup. And I, I don't know where, what I would be doing now. If I, you know, if I had stayed comfortable, if everything had kind of gone according to plan, maybe I'd be working a corporate job somewhere. Maybe I'd be, I don't know. But I'm so, I am thankful now for the pain of that moment because without it, um, I, I just don't think that I would be here in this way. I hear you. I hear you. I think sometimes when you're pushed against the wall, there's no really room for you to be like, I'll think about it. No, I won't do it. It's just like, nah, you really have nothing to lose. So you might as well just get on with it, get on, keep doing it. You got to, you know, it's like a sink or swim. If you don't Mm. figure it out, you can, you can stay, you, you can stay in the pit. Yeah. That's a choice that like, that's absolutely an option. Um, I didn't want that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I did not want to stay there. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, we're going to dive into more of the process. Like, once you got to DC, you did the girls' yeah. makeup, you went to the class, right? So, mm-hmm. now you're like, okay, like, I can do this. I'm good at this. What were like one or two things that, um, well, I'll get to that one later. Let me even yeah. skip forward, actually. Um, what are some things that you started investing in? So, how did you really invest in your craft? In that process. What, yeah. I mean, the, I feel like the first thing that I did um, was I went to a class. So once I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do makeup, I immediately went to, well, shoot, let me see how actual makeup artists do makeup. You know, I, I, I felt like I had spent a long time, you know, watching YouTube. I always call it YouTube University. And that took me, um, you know, it took me as far as it could take me. But then I had to really get serious about mastering my craft. And I feel like that's the place to start, you know, get really good at the thing that you eventually want to, um, make your, uh, your work, you know what I mean? And I I think that a lot of people rush to wanting to get paid without really spending time. Um, I'm going to speak in regards to like makeup artists, but really spending time getting really, really good, excellent at being a makeup artist, like the actual craft of doing the work. Um, so invest in classes, invest in not just, not just the skills, but also invest in um, business classes. That's another thing that I'm, I just bought an, another Instagram course today because I'm like, now I'm ready to take my Instagram to the next level. So I'm constantly looking for um, information uh, and I'm always looking to kind of uh, up-level and refresh what it is that I'm doing. So I'm all about the classes. Uh, we may talk about this a little bit later. I also invested in a, um, a business coach. Um, I felt like that was necessary because I wanted to go fast. I didn't want to... Um, you can. It's going to cost you in one of two ways. Building a career, I mean. So you can pay the cost uh, you can pay the cost with your time, which is the time you spend um, figuring it out on your own, making lots of mistakes, um, feeling your way through it, or you can pay the cost to hire someone that can guide you through um, the process a little bit more quickly. And I was like, I, I just want to pay for the, <laughs> I'll pay for the mentorship. 
Um, I still make mistakes. I still am figuring it out. But to have someone there to hold my hand with me, um, it allowed me to get bigger and faster results because I was not doing it on my own. And I had someone who had gone through it, empathizes with me and um, helps me to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I otherwise may have, you know, fallen victim to. So classes in your skill set, but also the business part. And then if you really want to put a battery on it, uh, get mentorship, get coaching. You know, I think about, you know, the most prolific athletes in the world. Michael Jordan had a coach, you know, because you need someone who's not in it with you to, um, you know, help you chart out your your play, you know, your playbook. So, yeah. I love that. I love the idea that the business um, classes, especially. I didn't expect you to say that. Because, you know, yeah. cause sometimes I think maybe from the outside looking in, we think that, wow, like, you know, that person, like, they just kind of knew what to do. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, they just kind of yeah. knew what to do. But I love that you're saying that even to take your Instagram, for example, to the next level, you invest in classes to teach you how to do that. Because, girl, I've been yeah. trying to figure out Instagram forever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listen. Like, I'm just sitting here like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is so Yeah. Hard. Yeah, there's definitely point. an art and a science to it. And there are mm-hmm. people who are doing it really, really well that have put together courses um, about it. So I've already taken one. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've implemented and saw huge growth in my, you know, in my following and what I'm doing. And now, again, I'm ready to up-level, so I, ju- I was literally watching videos before we hopped on, on this call that, that are inside that course. So, yeah, there's a course oh, for everything now. Everybody's okay. teaching everything. So, right. definitely, yeah, get the, get the playbook if you can. In that, like, okay, with the classes and the business coaches, how do you identify who you should kind of go with? Like, how did you pick that, okay, this is the coach or the class that I want to go with? Because, like you said, there's so many people teaching yeah. everything. So, yeah. how did you kind of filter through that? So I found my business coach um, at a makeup class. So I was at, a, at another makeup class, girl. And um, at the end, she, you know, got up and shared her story. And what she was saying resonated with me. I mean, it literally pierced me to the part where I was like, whoo, this girl, she knows my story. Like, <laughs> get out of my diary. Like, <laughs> everything that she was saying, you know, really felt like she was talking to me. And so that felt right. Um, although I did not, so there was an application, like she handed out an application and she was like, all right, if you're interested, it's $97, there's an application fee. And I was like, girl, I'm not about to pay you $97 to talk to you about this program. Like you're crazy. And let me tell you, I proceeded to have the struggliest of the struggle months. (laughs) Struggliest of the struggle months. I could not book a client the next month and I'm like what is going on right and Mm so like by the end of that month she sent out another email like hey it was so great you know seeing you guys at the class I'm having my own class if you're interested here's the information and I'm like okay so I ended up going to her class and spending time with just her and afterwards I was like okay there's a reason why you know she's coming to my life at this time um so it just felt right so, you know, when you're vetting people, it's important that um, you, it feels right. I'm so intuitive in that way. Like, if I feel like there's a connection there, if I feel like what you're saying resonates and it makes sense, I'm willing to take the leap. 
Um, so I always go with that. So I listen, I, I listen to what you say. I'm listening to the message. I listen to, do you have a strategy that you um, share? Does that style align with the way that I teach and implement, you know, the way that I not teach the way that I learn and the way that I implement in my business. And if, if it's all systems go, then, um, it's a go for me. Ooh, okay. I think you've mastered the art of being still. So you're like, oh, I'm so intuitive. I, I feel. And I think that goes with, like, you know how to be still. You know how to listen and just kind of, like, chill out, relax, evaluate. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, sometimes we're always just trying to just do something. I need to yeah. get this. I need to get that. This person looks like they're good. We haven't really looked into them yet, but they look like they're good. Okay, I'll, I'll jump on their, on their program. But with you, I realize that you're, you take your time. You take your time yeah. to just evaluate things and think things through. And I like that you said they match my do they match my learning style? Yeah. Do they, yeah. Is the information that they're giving me, is it gonna match my learning style? So I thought that was a really good tip too. And personality style too. Like, mm-hmm. is that a good fit? Yeah. Um, because the person could have really great information, but if it just doesn't land with you, um, it's just it's not gonna work, you know? Right. right. Yeah. So uh one is some or my words again. <laughs> um, what are some things that you've noticed that entrepreneurs usually don't invest their time or their resources or whatever for their yeah. projects? What, like, what have you ever made, or maybe even in your field too? Like, what is something that you've noticed that they don't really invest in? Yeah, I would say the the business part. Um, so classes, especially in the beauty industry, are like the rage right now like everyone's doing classes and every time I get on Instagram somebody else has a class I'm a, I do it too um uh but I feel like the, the the gap for people is learning how to structure their business learning how to attract the right kinds of people to you um learning how to build a brand as opposed to just focusing on you know the makeup um, and I've really spent time focusing on, the, like when people are zigging, I'm definitely zagging. So I'm like, I need all the business courses. I need to know systems. Like I'm that girl. Um, so, and I feel like that's really, really helped me. It's given me like a professional polish, um, in an industry where a lot of clients don't see their, um, don't respect their makeup artists in that way. Um, so I would say, you know, really spend time investing in learning how to, set your business up for success so you're not working so hard in it and you're able to do what you do. Um, That's going to save you so much heartache and confusion and frustration in the long run. There are so many tools that are available that can streamline your processes. Um, In terms of, um, and and, 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 now I'm fumbling my words, Um, (laughs) along that vein, this is an investment, but that doesn't necessarily cost money. Um, I do think that it's important, especially, you know, with all the Facebook groups that are Facebook groups and communities that are available, get into entrepreneurial groups Um, because I've become a member of quite a few in the past month. And I've learned, I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. Oh my God. Like there's just so much information being freely shared um, among, you know, the, the entrepreneurial community. So align yourself with like-minded people, entrepreneurs, people who are moving and shaking because you're going to learn just through osmosis, just through kind of being in those spaces, um, ways that you can structure your business that will set you up for success. Ooh, great tip with the, especially with the Facebook group. Pat, you're right. 
just kind of engaging with people and being in a group. That's one mm-hmm. way to kind of learn. Ooh, that's really good. And then setting up your business for success. Girl, you just dropping so many like keys up in here. I'm just I'm just <laughs> writing it all down. As you're talking, I'm like, true, true. I hope people who are listening are like listening because I love what you're saying. I love that. So, but okay. So the thing is like, Somebody could be listening to this and they'll be like, I mean, I hear you, Tayana, but I don't have no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do I evaluate what I should be investing? Because maybe I can't afford a $500 class right now or yeah. you know, a mentorship program. How does somebody kind of evaluate what they could invest in? Yeah. Um, well, there, again, there's so many free, there's so much free information that's available. I mean, Google is your, Google should be your best friend. And it's, you know, how I certainly started. I was just like, I became obsessive in my craft. So if I wasn't, you know, at work, cause I did get a full-time job again, but, um, if I wasn't at work, then I was doing something that has, you know, something to do with makeup. So I was researching, I was on Google, I was on YouTube watching business videos, Um, I was, uh, you know, stalking people on Instagram, like they, they were dropping knowledge bombs. So just because you don't have money doesn't mean that you can't be learning. Um, and then when you start making money from your business, I honestly believe like, especially like the first two years, every penny that you get should be going back into your business. Like that, that should not be, you know, play, play money. Like that money should you know, go back into or be reinvested into your growth. Um, So those would be my, you know, first two recommendations. Get what you can get for, you know, for free that's available online um, until you get to a point where you can start to make your first investments. I would say invest in your skill set first. So if you're a makeup artist, the artistry first, get really, really good at that, build your confidence there. Then you can start to make investments in, um, you know, uh, uh, business courses and a coach and all that stuff, but be a good makeup artist first. <laughs> That's the most important thing, I think. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> and for you, did you practice on like a crap load of people, like even for oh, free? Yeah, like, I even when you are getting paid. Yes, mm. that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like free work. That's my thing. And it's so the opposite of what uh, what I'm hearing in a lot of makeup artist circles. It's like everybody's rushing to get paid. I mentioned that earlier. And I am the opposite of, the, of that. I'm like, do it for free. Do it often. Like, call your girlfriends over. Call your mom. Call your cousins. Like, be painting faces because makeup is a muscle. And the more that you can flex your muscle, the more that you... Uh, will start to get into the groove of what you're doing. You get to see different skin tones. You get to see how your formulas are reacting on different faces. You get to explore your artistry and settle into what you like without the pressure of now I'm being paid for the service, so I have to do it this way. Um, allow yourself to grow and to feel it and to um, just give. I'm, I'm such a person that like, if you want to receive, you give. And so in the beginning, especially as you're growing, give it away. It will come later. It will always come back to you because you're, as you give it away, you're going to become a stronger artist. You're going to be building your network. People are going to remember you and refer you. Um, as a makeup artist, referrals, especially in the beginning, are everything. Your network is everything. So 
I'm, I still practice a lot. Like I, what, I just posted a picture on my Instagram. If you head over there now, there's this beautiful, glowy, like golden, crazy, beautiful makeup up there. And that was a practice session that I did not get paid for. Um, and it's like blowing up. So, um, yes, be doing makeup as often as possible. I'm not afraid to do it for free. Um, because you just need the repetition of it. I like that. Um, you said it's like a muscle. So exercising basically in your craft can, yes. you know, just open up so many doors. So eventually you will get that paycheck. Cause it's true. Like we all that are in business are trying to run after a paycheck. And right. then we get frustrated because it's just like, dang, like I'm putting all this work in and I'm not getting anything out of it. But I think like how, what I was getting from what you're saying is if you kind of just take a step back and evaluate everything, we're building our network. We are yes. building our skill set. We are building the foundational things in order for us to one day um, reap, I guess, a profit. Or yeah. What we feel do, or, yeah, a reap a profit. So, and you're building a brand. You're building yeah. your brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reputation is everything. So you can take the short-term money or you can take the long-term equity um, with your potential clients. And, you know, having this um, resume of doing really, really great work, like I would, I would take that all day. And I think that, you know, this extends outside of just the conversation with, uh, or the makeup artist conversation. I think in any industry, as you're starting out, do it for free. If you're a consultant, consult for free. Get your first few clients under your belt. Get your success stories. Get your testimonials so that when you're ready to, you know, bring your product to market, you have a really strong product because it's been tested, it's tried and true. Um, you may see things that work. You may see things that don't work. So you're able to tweak your uh, your process. And now you're bringing to market the best product from where you are. And you have these, you know, testimonials from people that are like, oh, my God, she's great. It was amazing. She did this and that. So, you're, you know, now you have that social proof. So it really only serves you um, to spend some time in the beginning becoming a master, getting really good at what you do and just offering it with with a loving heart (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay girl i'm I'm loving this by the way just saying i love this information that you're giving Mm. and i find that it's really helpful especially for me right now in the season that i'm in and building up this platform is just you're really kind of putting me right back to the perspective that i should be because sometimes it's like well for all the amount of work that i put in you know, maybe I should be, you know, getting paid for this. And you have people in your ear that are telling you, you know, oh, yeah. you, know, you should get paid. You should get paid. You can't be working this hard. And, you know, it can be kind of a negative. It, it, it can kind of bring negative energy to what you're yeah. doing. But you're really kind of resetting me to think about, like, duh, you're just doing this because you love to. And you're yeah. building um, your brand. You're building what you're doing. So, And you should be paid, right? Like, you should be paid. But the pay will come. I always preach like excellence at every level. So right now you're in the building phase, and we just want to we <laughs> you just want to build your foundation of excellence. So when you're ready to get paid, now you have all these episodes of your podcast, all these guests who have come on um, that is that is your proof that hey, now I am you know ready to charge my worth. Instead of the little pennies that you'll get along the way. And I feel like those people who are telling you that, they're telling you that because they love you and they see you and they want to validate what, you do, what you're doing. And so my response would be like, thank you, girl. I should be paid. And one day I will. Right. <laughs> because it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Just stick with it. Yeah. Right. 
Awesome. So how did you know that you were purposed to do this? Because, I mean, I can see that you were purposed to do this, but how did yeah. you know that, like, yes, this is where God wants me to be? Because he started screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I feel like uh, I had the, I, I just had a natural gift for it. Um, you know, I don't think people um, acknowledge that enough. Like, you, you have you have to have the gift. You have to be, you know, at some level, just be naturally talented at it. And I felt like I had that. And, um, you know, I kept getting people who were asking me like, Oh, can you do my makeup? And I would say, no, 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 no. Until I hit that rock bottom, you know? And finally that person asked and I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but you know, I got to a point where, um, I was doing makeup and I was turning so many people away because I did end up getting my full-time job back, but I was turning so many people away because I just didn't have the time. And I was like, well, shoot, then this is like real. Um, so, you know, my business had just grown and it grew, it grew fast. I mean, I've only been doing makeup for three years. Um, from the time I like first picked up the brush to, um, yeah, it's been three years. Wow. Um, so all of this has happened literally th- about three and a half, three and a half years ago. Before then, I had only ever done makeup on myself from what I had learned on YouTube. Um, so yeah, and the fact that it was happening so fast and I felt like things were just coming to me um, and manifesting in my life effortlessly. And I just took it as a sign that like, why fight it? <laughs> if things are just flowing... Um, and it feels right, then I'm just going to go with it. And yes, I've had some really tough moments. Um, but I always just try to stay aligned with, you know, why I'm doing this and, you know, what my purpose is and really staying faithful in that. Um, so I feel like if someone's out there and that you're in that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, do I do this? Do I not? Um, again, listen to that inner voice. Also pay attention to what's kind of happening in your life. Are doors just kind of opening for you? And you're like, wow, I don't know how that worked out, but thank you. I'm grateful for it. Um, or are you hearing people that are coming up to you? They're like, oh my God, you're so amazing at what you do. Or that thing that you made was incredible. Like those are just little confirmations along the way. And so often we ignore it or we, you know, especially as women, we write it off like, oh, that was nothing. Um, but that could totally be your vocation and what you're actually purposed and called to do you know on this earth so um just kind of listening listening to the cues and and take taking the taking the note you know taking the message wow i i'll be like i just keep saying like oh i like what you said because it's true (laughs) i don't really know what to say i'm like yes girl yes yes (laughs) i guess that's what i want to start saying now (laughs) just be like yes (laughs) (laughs) oh man so okay you were being so attentive you're you're you know you're paying attention to the cues how did you like develop spiritually through this process um let's let's get into that so I you know I've always been um God-fearing religious I grew up in the church I went to church several days a week growing up Um, and that was my spiritual, um, center and my church family was so important to me. Um, I feel like church was just such an, such an important part of my childhood. Um, and that's always kind of stayed with me as I've become an entrepreneur. I feel like it's even more true because I have to make 
spirituality, centering myself, listening for, you know, God, it has to be a part of my daily routine. Um, and in fact, there's a little um, routine that I do in the morning and I call it my makeup, my makeup mogul morning routine. Um, and I teach, I actually teach it in my program, but I, um, and it's just a little bit of journaling, a little bit of prayer and meditation. And I get, I ask myself, who do I want to be today? Like, what kind of person do I want to show up as today? Um, am I a person of integrity? And I, you know, hold hold on to my promises and follow through. Um, am I, am, am I a person of focus today? Do I have things that I know I have to get done today? And like, I'm committing to myself, um, to, uh, you know, get those things done. Like, who am I on this day? Um, some days I'm like, well, I'm just that person that relaxes, relaxes and gives myself time to, to breathe. But once I decide, you know, um, what that's going to be, then that's when I get into my prayer, my meditation and asking for clarity. I decided a long time ago that I would stop praying for things and start praying for, um, I guess you can call it like skills, um, tools. I started praying for tools because (laughs) I would find that I would pray for things and I would get those exact things. And I'll be like, well, God, I didn't mean it literally. Jesus, I want, I wanted that idea. I didn't want exactly that thing. So now I pray for clarity. I play, I pray for discernment. I pray for focus. I pray for the tools that will help me to create and manifest the things that I actually want. And that's a daily thing for me. And I feel like once I um, made that a daily practice, like really centering on that, um, that is when things start to really, really move um, in my business and my career. I have never heard of that. Ooh, I like that. You pray for the tools, not necessarily things. Yeah. Ooh, I think for me, what I get from that is because you're already in alignment, right? Mm-hmm. You're, already, you're already doing what God told you to do. So now you, you just need him to help you position yourself to execute mm-hmm. what he's asked you to do. Yeah. And I like, I don't know everything. I don't have, you know, like I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, um, so I just need him to, it's so cliche, but like, use me, you know, like what needs to happen? How do I need to show up? And, and who are the people that I need to align myself and draw into my life? And what, what's the message that I need to say on this day? Like, I don't need the things. And it's so funny because when I first started out, my big thing was like, oh, I can't wait until the day that I um, make $1,000 in a day. And I would pray on that. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a $1,000 job, $1,000 job, $1,000 job. And I literally got my check, my first check for $1,000. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, I literally, it, it was to a penny. It wasn't nine ninety nine. It wasn't 1000 It was $1,000. And um, that would happen to me for good and bad. Um, and I was just like, well, I, clearly, you know, I feel like when you're in alignment, it's just like from your from your lips to God's ears. You know what I mean? But um, I feel like you then grow into, once you see that that's possible, you grow into your emotional and spiritual maturity. And then the things, like, they no longer matter as much. Um, but it's like, you know, it's the tools that are really, really important because that's the stuff that is 
you know, long lasting and sustainable and can get you through any season. You know, that check is long. I mean, I still have the check. I hung it in my refrigerator just because I thought it was so cool. Um, but that money is long gone. But what's still with me are the, um, the skills that I'm learning um, because I'm asking for, you know, the tools because I'm asking for them and, you know, I'm getting and developing them. So, um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow i girl like i said yes girl yes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like snapping yeah right that's all i got <laughs> there's not really much for me to say on that it's just like okay <laughs> i hear you i hear you so you have okay so you focused on improving your business you are improving in your spirituality now what about personal development do you think that personal development is vital in the process of you developing your business or not, not so much? Oh my God, 110%, like 110%. It's all connected. Because um, you can be an amazing business person, but if you are not, and you can be spiritually fine too, um, but if you're not like personally, um, and when I think of personal development, I think of, are you taking care of your body? Are you like doing that? Is that, am I understanding that correct? Like, what do you, what do you mean by personal development? Yeah. So maybe taking care of your body. Like taking care of yourself. Consistent. Like self-care. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's a hundred, it's, you need all of it. It's all part of the recipe. And, um, I would say, um, you know, the self-care part, like the, for me, that's probably the area that I, I need the most help. Um, but it, I, I see where it shows up in my business. Like, I am so tired today. But I also know that, like, I can make better choices with what, what I'm eating. And, you know, I could certainly work out. And so um, I feel like when you take the time to work on yourself physically, it also allows you to run at 100%. So I'm probably at 80 quite honestly, 70 maybe. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all like, we need it all. We need the the physical, we need the spiritual, we need the business, you need the skill set, like all of that. And I feel like without one area, um, the, the, the results that you get will not be as maximized. You hit the point, like right on the nail, because I, I, like what I was kind of envisioning when I asked that question was, interrelating all of those points together so like spiritually mentally physically all those type of things you need all of that to run a successful business yeah and man at least you're honest at least you know it's about, like, hey. yeah like i suck like that's the one area that i every year i'm like I'm, this is gonna be my for real this is gonna be my year <laughs> <laughs> New year, I'm new turning, <laughs> listen i'm turning 31 in november so next month two months mm-hmm. and I'm like 31 is going to be my best year yet I'm going to get in this gym I'm going to you know feel because I feel like I deserve to feel good about myself right and yes I love myself but I don't necessarily feel like I feel as amazing about my like physical um presence my health I'm getting a little bit older now I can't do the things that I used to do when I was 20 and in college and I can't you know, I can't go out and hang out all night. I can't drink the way that I used to, you know, shouldn't yeah. be doing anyway. But, you know, I, I just can't. <laughs> as you, you know, as you grow up, you know, your body changes and you have to listen to it yeah. or or else. Like, it's, you know, you, you just have to fuel and, and oil your machine and your body is, I feel like it's 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 such a, it's a gift. You only get one and, and I'm learning um, 
through the little beer belly, <laughs> the little gut that I have, not beer belly, but the little gut that I'm getting now in my 30s that like I have to treat with the utmost respect because, and especially as an entrepreneur, if I don't work, like I don't eat, right? So, you know, I, I, I have to, um, and everyone, you know, you, 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 you just have to focus on treating yourself well so that you feel good about your body, feel good about what you're doing. And then you're able to, um, it, that fuels you through the rest of your business. I hear you. I hear you on that self-care and just, you know, really looking at yourself and be like, okay, how can I improve on? How can I feel the best for me? Like health was one thing for me this year that I was like, I need to, I need to get back on it. Cause I was an athlete basically all my life until I came yeah. to um, college. So I was like, oh, you know, it's so hard for me to work out in this side or another. But no, I'm trying to make that commitment. Not saying that I'm 100%. I feel you. Mm-hmm. 80%. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, there. I'm strong. I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's great advice. That's one thing that um, definitely we should keep, I guess, pushing out to people is take care of yourself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you get so... Uh, I well, I noticed this for me because I'm a student. I'm applying to med school. I'm you know working. I'm doing all this stuff and trying to run this podcast, this mm-hmm. platform. So sometimes I don't want to work out. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to eat well. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. like, look, yeah, that's real. You know, there's food down the street. Is eight dollars buy one get one free? Like, what's up? But then it's just like, ah, oh, but you're not, you're gonna feel like crap later. You're not gonna feel the best that you can, and you're gonna be tired. And if you're tired, that means you're not gonna get as much done as you would like to. I mean, this is the internal conversation I have with myself. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. convince myself to be like, look, dummy, get it together. But it can be hard. It can be so hard. But I like how honest you are. That you know. You're improving. You're getting better. And that's just I'm working on it. I'm setting the intention. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm actually, like, I just started um, getting back into the gym about two weeks ago. Um, Fell off a little bit this week, but we're going to get back on it. That's fine. Um, Because I'm serious. Like, I want to look fine by the time my birthday comes around. So (laughs) I I thought you looked great. Uh, I'm just I'm it. Thank you. But... (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's all, it's, a, it's, it's all a balance, you know? Right, right. So I think my last question for you, right, mm-hmm. is what is your ultimate goal that pushes you to work so hard and do what you do? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? What is that thing that's just like, yeah, this is, this is why I need to do this? Oh my God. So yeah, when I first started doing makeup, it's because I thought that I wanted to, paint pretty faces and I thought that I wanted to uh, maybe kind of work with the brand one day and you know it was very um, surface level as I got deeper um, and you know I worked with a coach who is very she's like me very intuitive she's very into like the energy and like what you put all that Um, so as I got deeper into the work and I started having conversations with other makeup artists who had you know either are coming into the industry or had been in the industry for longer than I've been and we're still struggling. And meanwhile, I'm like, I'm doing great. Like this is, you know, I'm doing really well. I was able to grow my business very quickly. And I just kept hearing these stories of struggle. And then, um, just looking around at my community. And when I say my community, I mean, people of color, black people, 
uh, and seeing just our, our struggles, especially around money and wealth building and, you know, the co- remembering the conversations that I have with my parents where they were like, listen, we can't afford to send you to college. We're not taking out loans. So if you want to go to school, either you're going to get a, um, a scholarship or you're going to have to take out the loans on, on your own. We just cannot afford it. And just realizing like, wow, there's work here to be done. And so what really drives me now and, and why I you know, teach and coach other makeup artists is because I want us as a black community, um, as women of color, because you know, most makeup artists are women, I want us to have a sense of freedom, economic freedom, and a sense of we have we have choices in life, and our kids will have choices. And so I'm looking to help other makeup artists learn the processes and the system so that they can build businesses that will help to build pockets of wealth. So they no longer have to have those conversations with their kids around, we can't afford to send you to college if that's what you want to do, or we can't give you, you know, seed money for your business or maybe a down payment for your house. Like, I don't want that to happen. You know, in the historical context, I mean, black families have a fraction of the wealth that, you know, other ethnicities have um, in this country. And I want to do my little part to put a dent in that. Like we were so much, we have so much talent and we spend so much money, but I want to help us learn how we can create wealth and then pass it on to future generations. And so I'm learning those skills myself. I'm implementing them into my business. I've built a multiple six figure business. And at, at this point, like a matter of a year and a half, maybe going on two years since I've been working with my coach and really focused on, you know, building, um, and I feel like we're all capable of that. And how beautiful is it that we get to build, you know, wealth, um, build businesses in the beauty space where we make other people feel beautiful. So that's what really drives me. It's so much deeper than painting pretty faces. It's about legacy and leaving um, the world a little bit better than how we found it and um, creating a sense of freedom in the, in the black community. That's what I'm all about. I love it. And I love that it's not about just you, that you're using your gifts and your talents to benefit other people. I think when it comes to purpose, we kind of have to just kind of get ourselves out of the way and understand that what we're doing is for the benefit of others. So mm-hmm. I just, girl, I'm with it. I'm here for yeah. it. And I feel like that's why we're given our gifts. Our gifts are not for us. Our gifts are to, you know, enrich others. Yes. So in whatever you do, how can you use it to impact, uplift, enrich uh, everyone around you? Um, And that's how we make the world a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It was absolutely amazing. You have dropped so many nuggets. Okay. I was basically just picking up what you were putting down. Like, I'm just here. I'm here with you. Okay. And I support it and I love it. And ah, this has been so great. I've had such a great conversation with you. I've loved it. I have too. This was fun. And anytime I can run my mouth about, you know, (laughs) makeup and business and all that stuff, I'm always down. So thank you for extending the invitation. I wish you nothing but the best. Um, as you pursue your your career and you know get into medical school and also um, create this beautiful platform where where people can um, understand that you know 
God and spirituality and all of those things um, should definitely be a part of the conversation. Um, and good on you for having the courage to uh, make that bold statement because that that's lost in translation a lot. So um, sending you lots of love and congratulations and thank you so much for having me. I'm receiving it. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much for agreeing to come on the show. It's been such a pleasure. And how can we stay in contact with you? Because I'm sure people are like, okay, where I'm going to find her Instagram, her Facebook, where's she at? <laughs> yes. So my beauty party is on Insta. So I am at Tiana Robinson Beauty, T-I-Y-A-N-A Robinson Beauty on Instagram. Um, and that's really where where I be. Um, I really don't have a Twitter. My Facebook is, you know, my personal page. So if you want to connect with me, Insta is definitely the pl- best place to do it. I also have a website um tianarobinson.com but um you know i i just love instagram so much so that's where you'll find the latest and greatest and what i'm kind of up to and of course my latest makeup work if you are a makeup artist though and you're listening to this i recently launched a um private facebook community it's called the makeup mogul Make, makeup mogul collective say that three times fast um and it it's a private space for us to be in community with each other, to share resources, to build relationships, and to have real talk about what it takes to develop um, a business in this industry. And we do have a lot of conversations around mindset because I feel like like that's the ground level. If you don't believe that you know your gift is yours and your purpose is yours and you are stuck in your fear, then your career as a makeup artist will be a struggle. So um, we have a lot of conversations around mindset and overcoming limiting beliefs and overcoming fear and doubt, building your confidence. And then we get into, um, we're starting to get into more strategy. Like today I um, had one of my um, makeup friends come on who's in film and TV and we did a live where she shared um, tips and tricks for how do you get into film and TV as a makeup artist. So it's going to be lots and lots of stuff like that sharing different resources and um, I'm so happy to offer that as a, a platform for free. It's a free community. So it's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash makeup mogul collective. Awesome. I will link all of that below. So awesome. listen to it, they're gonna they're gonna get the links. I'm gonna find it. Beautiful. Yes. So again thank you so much for coming on the show Tiana. Uh, thank you everybody who listened to this podcast if you like the podcast you can subscribe on itunes Uh, you can actually subscribe right now as you're listening Um, just put in the planter and click the subscribe button and then also if you want to stay in contact with me i'm also on instagram as well at the planter so that's t-h-e-p-l-a-n-n-t-e-r and we can have conversation y'all So thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you all on the next episode.